Welcome back to Thinking About It, and uh, we're glad that you've tuned in to uh, chat with us today and think about a few things. We've got some topics that we've been chewing on, and uh, the first one, Andrew Noble, who is our producer, and Dr. Dave Barker, uh, co-host of Thinking About It. Do you see yourself as a co-host? Hey, I am. You're, you're a regular. Ha- happy to be here, but I think I continue to be a guest. You're a regular all right. guest. All right, so we want to talk about um, the issue of time. Pastors, I think that's generally our audience uh, and people who are interested in uh, pastors. Uh, I have so many hours in a day, and um, there's this expectation that we would be productive. And uh, Andrew, you were uh, leading us in a conversation just recently about the, uh, the you said the optimization of efficiency so that um, we're under this burden to make every moment efficient and to measure our time in terms of productivity. And we don't seem to understand that there is great value in doing nothing. Yeah, doing nothing or who we become by what mm-hmm. we do. So sanctification, raising children, like even if my child learns math faster Mm -hmm. by watching a video as opposed to working through a problem, Mm -hmm. the question is what, what have they learned through that process? Not just in the outcome, but in the process. And yeah, this goes back to, we won't go into the, the whole philosophy of it, but you see it in our culture in a way that you didn't see it hundreds of years ago. Jacques Ellul Neil Postman, others, uh, Sarkosis, he summarizes the idea of technique this way. There is this imperative to optimize all Mm -hmm. areas of human experience for efficiency. And I think we all feel something of that. I know I do, but there's a difference between how a church might operate when prayer is a priority and is prayer efficient. You know, we need to, we need to reconcile this pull we have towards productivity and perhaps a good work ethic that we can drive from scripture, derive from scripture with an Mm -hmm. unhealthy pull towards productivity and an unhealthy productivity. So Dave, in your ministry at the school and in pastoral work, um, did you develop a a philosophy of time or at least a way of looking at time? Yeah, I, I worked on a kind of a rhythm. Um, Actually it was pastor Bob Robinson that taught me this. Uh, he would be in the office, you know, study office. I like to call it study, I guess, uh, by eight o'clock in the morning. And he would work in his study till about noon. He might take a break at about 10 o'clock, uh, maybe answer some calls back. Those are back in the days when we were doing emails. But um, but he would spend, he would second himself in his study mm-hmm. for, for the morning. Uh, then lunch, and then he, that's when he went out and did his visitation for shut-ins or hospitals. Monday through Friday, would it have been? Yeah, I think so. Now, yeah. I don't know if he took a Sabbath day, uh, but when I did, I, I would take Fridays. So I would work Monday to Thursday um, on that kind of rhythm and usually take Friday as kind of a Sabbath for the day. Um. And then I usually back in the office Saturday morning, mm-hmm. uh, working away and doing some final things. And it's kind of quieter sometimes on a Saturday morning or maybe other things going on. But, but yeah, I developed a bit of a rhythm so that, and I found that between eight and eight thirty, nine o'clock, maybe nine thirty, it was very often very quiet, like just reading, praying, uh, going, you know, well, there's sermon prep going on, obviously, but it was a lot of reading and praying and very quiet. Um, 
a lot of writing then started at about nine thirty and then moved on till noon. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of the rhythm that I was into. So I think you, somebody might say that eight from nine, eight till nine was inefficient, but I found that really important just to center, uh, focus, that kind of thing. You know, you're early in my ministry. I, I worked with a, a fellowship pastor who was known for his high energy. And I was an intern. I didn't really know any better. Of course, I interned under Guy Martin Wedge, whom you may recall, mm-hmm. great pastor, but he's he's pretty high energy too. Yeah. And so when I went into my first full-time ministry after my internship, this other guy who I won't mention, who's gone on to be with the Lord, I think, um, he's, uh, um, he said, okay, Bob, um, I want you to account for every 15 minutes of your day. So he gave me this big chart and it was all broken down in 15 minutes. And I, I said, oh man, I gotta, I gotta, so I started to begin to think productivity. I gotta, I gotta say something. And I, I couldn't put down there. I was thinking for an hour, you know, I might say I was praying, but I don't think I prayed for a solid hour, but I just found it um, burdensome to account for my day. I mean, it might have been good for me in some sense to get some discipline, but I don't think ministry can be reduced to that kind of thing. I remember I, um, I walked into a professor's office one time when I was a seminary student. And uh, so I walked in and we're, you know, it was an appointment, but I, he says, I said, so how are you doing? He says, well, I'm busy. And I quipped, well, uh, well, busyness is next to godliness. And mm. he replied, well, I know that laziness is sin. <laughs> so, so there you're kind of catching, catching both sides of the yeah. issue there. Um, and then, you know, my friend, Eugene Peterson, who has no idea who I am, who I am. And of course, he's with the Lord now. But um, the sacred art of wasting time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and he was one of these guys who was really antagonistic to this whole notion of productivity and efficiency. and. And the ability to just reflect and think. And he probably didn't mean scrolling on your phone when he talked about the sacred probably art of wasting time. Probably not. Because that's no. wasting time would be what? Well, for him, In wasting, him. you know, what others would perceive as wasting time, mm-hmm. which would be on his Sabbath, um, he and his wife, now I don't think there were any children in the home at this time, but they would take the day and they were living in Vancouver and they would hike. And they would climb a hiking trail, a mount, lots of them in that area. And they say, okay, we would go for the first, I think they went for about two hours and they were not allowed to talk to each other. Wow. Him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And they would hike for a couple of hours. They would pack a lunch. They would then come to the spot where they're going to turn around or go back or whatever. They would have their lunch. And then they would talk about all the things that they had seen and heard and kind of the reflections as they had their lunch and then walk home. Um, I always thought that was kind of cool, but some people call that wasting time, right? And I, I say, no, it's not. Uh, yours truly over here to my left and your right preached a sermon on, we both preached a consideration sermon, consider the lily, yeah, consider the ant. And, um, we were just trying to get people to ponder, waste time, if you will, get down on the ground and look at an ant for an hour, one of those ant farms and just kind of, I used to stare at those things for hours. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think it was a waste of time. I think uh, I was fascinated. I don't know if I would be worshiping, but I was very interested in what God had done. And likewise with the lily, you just stare at the thing, look at its, the pistol and what all those, the pollen and the 
the the velvety petals and everything. You just an hour can go by, and you've looked at this thing, and what good is it? Is there good in that? There is good in it, because we were made for more than productivity. We were made for beauty, because we were made by a God who did not just create us to be machines, but to be people, to be image bearers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's an ancient classical way of approaching philosophy as like a way of living. And it talks about the true, the good, and the beautiful. And I think sometimes pastors, they're really big on the true. And I think that's good. Let's be big on the true. But are we big on the beautiful? You know, and maybe that's in, you think, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. we do songs really well, but, but beauty and, and more than that, and to appreciate beauty and to reflect uh, like the psalmist does on the God of all creation and, and sees glory in everything. Um, and I, I, I do struggle with this. I am, I am a, you, I'm a project manager. You've called mm-hmm. me that. It's one of the seven titles that you've given me yep. in our time mm-hmm. together. <laughs> I like getting things done. I read David Allen's getting things done. It's a great book. I've, I was a project manager setting up a culture of assessment at the university of Waterloo in the housing department. And we are all about metrics. We are all about, mm-hmm. I did that exercise of how much am I doing with, with different pieces of time. And so don't get me wrong. I think there's good in getting things done and tracking mm-hmm. our progress and things like that. I, I guess my question to you guys with more ministry experience is ministry more like a family or a business. And then how you answer that question seems to answer the question of what does productivity or what does good work mean? If, if ministry is fundamentally about parenting or raising a garden or, or whatever, imagery you use is it like an ant is it like a lily or is it like a machine what what is what is ministry about how would you articulate ministry and then how does that yeah big part of it is relationships and you can't hurry relationships right like i a big part of my ministry and i hope everyone understands this but i'll go for breakfast a lot I have a budget, a generous budget and uh, i've convinced the elders of the church that this is worthwhile and uh, I won't have any agenda, but in order to build relationships, I'll meet with men and just have coffee and without any, any sense of hurry, um, just spend time building relationships. And I think that's a, that's a vital part of someone who would be a shepherd to know people. And I can't know them in the atrium of this church with everyone talking and running around with coffee. Needs needs time and sometimes years to develop those kinds of relationships. You can't hurry them. I remember um, when I was pastoring at, at uh, in London, I spent a whole day with a guy. Um, he was a uh, kind of a, a, a he installed basically installed filing cabinets, and uh, so we travel. I traveled with him for the whole day. We drove all the way to Windsor and back, and I helped him unload and load and do a few things. But hours on the four hundred one, mm-hmm. and just chatting with him. I built a relationship with him that was never broken. It was phenomenal, right? I remember going to visit guys out of, out of one of our, our leaders worked at Kellogg's. So I went and I had uh, an hour, an hour and a half tour of Kellogg's to see what he was doing. I wanted mm-hmm. to see specific, mm-hmm. I wanted to see his desk. Now there were some things I wasn't allowed into, but, mm-hmm. but so, so that kind of thing. And then I also remember uh, sitting in the cab of a tractor of one of our guys who was a farmer. And while he was, he had a new fancy machine for, for tilling fields. 
It was a no-till kind of machine to till fields. And I probably sat in there, sat with him for two and a half hours, just seeing his machine, talking about this, that, and the other thing. And this was uh-huh. while you were on the clock? I don't know when I was, I, I guess, yeah, it was during my day. This is, honey, what did you do today? As a, well, I spent a couple hours or so-and-so rode on the kicking manure off my boot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Those relate, I still remember those three relations. And I, when I go back to the church that I pastored, uh, the one fellow that I travel with is no, uh, actually he's passed away, but the guy that I'd rode the tractor with, I mean, he makes a beeline for me yeah. every time mm-hmm. and just starts talking about life, his yeah. marriage, his family, and, this, and it's all good. Yeah. Um, so these are, yeah. I, I, is that wasting time? No, yeah. I don't think it is. And I think your notion of doing breakfast and that kind of thing is very, very valuable. So relationships take time. But what about, um, have you ever had uh, time in your study where an hour went by and you don't know what you did? Yeah, absolutely. You're just literally staring out the window. You're thinking maybe it's a text or maybe it's an issue. Maybe you were praying and you just, um, blue sky kind of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and back, to, and back to Andrew's question, are we a business or a family? Well, the metaphor in scripture is clearly family, <laughs> right? Family, community, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, I don't see any Families anywhere. can be busy though. Yeah, and hectic and mm-hmm. unorganized, but quick response, uh, dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I sometimes I think we try to overstructure stuff. Yeah, yeah. if I said to my wife, like, okay, here's your, uh, here's your metrics for yeah. how well you've loved me <laughs> over the past six yeah. months. Um, here's the milestone that you've hit. And, uh, according to my output metrics, you're doing this well at this area and here's your, some areas for improvement. Yeah. I'd, I'd love her to do that to you. <laughs> well, of course, like it's, it's wild to think that, that, that that's how you, how I would assess love or how I would love my wife and, and what does God call of us to, to love? But at the same time, let's also remember laziness is sin. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sloth right? is called out. Yeah. It, sloth is consider called Consider the ant long enough to know that you got to yeah. get back to work like the ant. Does. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I got a sloth in Bob's box on Sunday. How are we doing on time, Andrew? We got 30 seconds. So you. Okay. Um, so thank you for taking the time to waste with us as we think <laughs> about it and conclude nothing. Uh, God bless you as you continue to serve the Lord. <laughs> Till then, I'm here with Dr. Barker, Andrew Noble, and Bob McGregor. See you later. <laughs>